1: From WRAL Studios, this is Out and About, a podcast all about North Carolina. So let's find out what makes it so great. Let's let's meet the people. Let's travel to the places and find out about the events that make it so special. I'm your host, Kathy Hanrahan. This week we're ta- taking a trip without and about TV, uh, which is our monthly television show. It airs on WRAL. First up, we're going to be visiting Elizabeth's Pecans. Is it pecans or is it pecans? I, Brian Schrader said it was pecans, so that's what I'm going with, guys. Elizabeth's Pecans, located in Turkey, North Carolina, they've got some great gift ideas.
2: Welcome
3: to Elizabeth's Pecans. Uh, Elizabeth's Pecans is a local-made product that is uh, homegrown in Turkey, North Carolina. We manufacture everything here. Uh, it is named after my daughter Elizabeth.
4: One of my first memories is just being out on the pecan field, climbing the trees, hanging upside down.
3: My dad started the pecan farm back in the early '80s, and in 1996 I opened up a processing facility. And in '97 we were trying to sell the pecans to grocery chains at some local shows and my wife would make this praline pecan. And they were asking, do we sell it? And I said, no. Finally, one time, her best friend came over and she asked me, why don't you sell them? And I said, I don't know how to cook. And she said, well, I do. And in two hours, they came up with a way to make it in bigger batches. In
2: the evenings and on weekends, I would be making pans and pans of praline candy. And we still make everything in small batches by hand. It's just, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs)
3: Then I noticed that I had a lot of pecan pieces and I needed to do something with them. And the ladies that cooked for me said, why don't we do a pecan brittle? I said, well, I don't want a hard brittle. I want something that's soft. So we worked on it for several months and I ended up going to a food show downtown. And by noon of the first day, I was sold out. And from then on, we were known for our soft pecan brittle.
2: The first recipe just came out of uh, a cookbook. The recipes since then have really been a collaboration every year we would decide what our new flavor was and every year we try to sort of do something that was sort of an opposite from the year before.
3: Our trees are anywhere from 4 years old to 30 years old. We have about 60 acres that we harvest. We actually uh, have have a pecan tree shaker. You attach it to a, a small tractor and you shake the trees. We harvest the pecans, bag them up and then we take them back to our facility where we actually crack, shell, clean them, and then end up cooking or storing them. We always wanted a store where we could show off local products. As we've grown, I had an opportunity to rent this facility I'm in now. It's a 100-year-old building. It's got the original front doors. It's got the original side walls and floor. We call it uh, Elizabeth's Pecans and a Taste of the South.
4: We have stuff from the mountains all the way to the coast. It's been a fun process, and we continuously find different
2: things.
3: Uh, Everything's handmade, small-batch type uh, products, and uh, we also carry local-made sauces, jams, uh, grits, things like that.
2: It's it's definitely a product that if you try it, you're going to love it, and you're going to want more of it.
1: And it's hard to decide which is the best. Because once you try one, you want to try the rest of them, so if you want to get some great pecan products, come to Turkey, North Carolina.
3: And we are in all the major chains locally in Wegmans, Publix, Lowe's, Harris Teeter, Food Lion. Uh, We're online, ElizabethPecans.com, and we're at 32 Railroad Street, downtown Turkey. Come check us out.
1: I love a good pecan pie. I do. They're not easy to make, at least not for me. Uh, But you can definitely get everything you need for that over there at Elizabeth's uh, in Turkey, which is a great name for a city. Come on, let's be real. Uh, Okay. Next up, we're taking a trip, also with Out and About TV, over to the Butcher's Market. They have several locations in the Triangle. I shop here a lot for like meat and other specialty kind of food items. Uh, They've got great cuts of like steak and chicken. Uh, So let's head over to the Butcher's Market.
2: Butcher's Market is a revival of an old school butcher shop. Every product that we use at the Butcher's Market is the highest quality that you will be able to find from fresh local produce to prime grade beef. Uh, We do our own dry aging in house. No antibiotics, no hormones added from prime meats to our top choice, which is the top one-third directly below the prime. Butchers Market is the best place you can come to to get everything you need for your holiday gatherings. We do everything we can to make it as easy for you as possible, from homemade sides to your tenderloin roast, your standing rib roast, fresh turkeys. Everything's made from scratch in our kitchen off of our Falls of News location, and a lot of care and time is put into all of that so that it's truly a homemade product that you're getting. We'll begin pre-ordering for our holidays usually about 30 days in advance. We make it as easy for you as possible. You can usually place most of your orders online if you'd like to. You can do a curbside where we'll bring it right out to your car, or you can come on inside and shop around while you're there. Everybody there is able to answer as many questions as needed, from cooking to how much you need for whatever size party that you have. We make the holidays as easy as possible for you with our prepared foods line, all of it made from scratch in our kitchen. We've got everything that you need from the homemade gravy to hand-peeled mashed potatoes that are whipped in-house. We've got your breakfast needs even taken care of for the holidays. Uh, We do all of our own bacon in-house, smoking, curing with, oh, about 10 different flavors, so you can't go wrong. Come out and see us at any one of our five locations. We've got our two newest locations, one in Wake Forest and one in Bedford off of Falls of Noose and Dunn Road. We'd love to see you. If you have any questions about the things that we do, you can find out more about us on our website at thebutchersmarkets.com.
1: The Out and About podcast will be right back, and when we come back, we will have more about two exhibits happening in downtown Raleigh. We are back. Now we're going to take a trip to the North Carolina Museum of History
0: for the- Sick of being upsold at gyms? (laughs) of Women in Country Music
1: Exhibit. I had a chance to check out this exhibit before it opened and it just blew me away. Memorabilia and clothing from Shania Twain, Reba McIntyre, Taylor Swift. It's amazing. It does require a separate ticket to check it out, but it's totally worth it. Let's go inside this exhibit with Out and About TV.
4: This exhibit was produced by the Grammy Museum in L.A., and so we're really excited that it came here to the North Carolina Museum of History. This exhibit really showcases artifacts, bios, stories, interviews, songwriting, lyrics, props, just so much stuff that really kind of tells a story and highlights these women throughout country music history. The early women, like Sarah and Mabel Carter, they're just super, they're extremely influential in the country music genre, and they inspired so many women and men after them. Rose Maddox, who a lot of people probably have never heard of, and she really kind of helped push in the honky-tonk genre. So many dresses and so many instruments, and that's another thing, it's like you're not only going to see really beautiful gowns and dresses and outfits in this exhibit, there's also a lot of instruments. So we also have an interactive here um, that allows visitors to view and hear a variety of pretty traditional country music instruments, like the fiddle and the mandolin and the auto harp. Visitors can come, and touch these instruments and hear what they sound like. So it's a really fun and popular interactive. Fans of Taylor Swift will definitely be happy to see a variety of different costumes and outfits and dresses that she's worn. We have this replica cabin that she performed on and in in the 2020 Grammy Awards. And it's a really beautiful moment. We have her the dress that she wore for that performance as well. So I know those Swifty fans out there will be really excited to see those. We were able to add our own little special section that really focuses on North Carolina's connection to country music and history. We also have a copy um, from Myrtle Cooper Wiseman, also known as Bell. It's called, Have I Told You Lately That I Love You? And it was actually, you know, the credit, writing credit is for her, to her husband, Scott Wiseman. But the legend has it is that when Scott was in the hospital, Myrtle went to him and whispered in his ear, Have I Told You Lately That I Love You? And so that inspired him to write the song have some boots that Emmylou Harris wore on her Blue Kentucky Girl album released in uh, 1979. That was like a really, really interesting album because at that time her record album wanted to, her to go more pop. And she wanted to stick even more bluegrass and more old country style. We also have in this section uh, the microphone that Reese Palmer used for her original podcast Color Me Country. And so this is such an important podcast that she continues recording because it really does focus on those kind of untold stories throughout country music uh, history. And she based that podcast title on the album uh, by Linda Martell, who was actually the first African-American woman to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Part of the Empower Women in Country Music exhibit is the Southern Songbirds Concert Series. It highlights contemporary artists that are local to North Carolina. All of these women represent different voices within the genre and are breaking through barriers that were created long ago. Each and every one of them is very involved in their community. And this exhibit really is about women being strong together. Um, And I think that the concert series really amplifies that message. Even if you're not a fan of country music, there's really something for everyone in this exhibit because country music, a lot of these artists cross over into bluegrass, into gospel, into pop, into rock. And so there's really something for everyone. We definitely invite you to come and view this really, really remarkable, fun, uh, empowering exhibit. And if you want to learn more, please visit our website at ncmuseumofhistory.org.
1: And finally this episode, let's take a trip deep into the ocean with filmmaker James Cameron in a new exhibit at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences.
5: The newest exhibit at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences is James Cameron challenging the deep. It's an incredible exploration of the deep sea as he created the content and the science behind the content for his films such as The Abyss and Titanic. It's a feast for all the senses. It's an incredibly beautiful exhibition. It has props and costumes from the films that are set below the surface of the water, as well as some of the specimens that were collected during his voyages. People will be surprised to see the level of detail that have gone into the films. They'll see new technology to explore the deep sea. They'll also see clips from the making of the films that are set underwater. For James Cameron, being a film director is almost the tip of the iceberg. He's fascinated by the ocean, fascinated by technology, and has actually created some new technology for exploring the deep sea sites that are the location of some of his films. He goes to incredible lengths to be extremely authentic in every film he makes. He brings the actors down into the deep ocean. He's down there himself and as a result of some of this work, they've actually, science has discovered new species related to some of the sites, for instance, on the surface of the Titanic which you can see a model of behind me. We're very fortunate to have 30 researchers here in the museum studying an incredible variety of things from the deep past to astrophysics And for this exhibition, one of the most exciting relationships is with Megan McCuller, the collection manager of non-molluscan invertebrates. And she studies bryozoa, which are these tiny little organisms that they live on the surface of, for instance, the Titanic. But they also live on uh, traveling debris that move around the ocean. And she is one of the world's experts of these tiny little deep-sea organisms that uh, really help to put our science on the map. Oftentimes understanding science with your brain comes from unlocking it with emotions that come from the heart. And so we have a program of exhibitions that bring together art and science so that you can understand about science while feeling it in an exciting way. And James Cameron's exhibition, Challenging the Deep, is a perfect example of that marriage. James Cameron's Challenging the Deep is open now until May 7th, 2023. You can get tickets from naturalsciences.org slash the deep.
1: That James Cameron exhibit is a lot of fun. It's really interesting. If you're a Titanic fan, you would really enjoy it as well. Um, This has been the Out and About podcast, a production of WRAL Studios. If you like what you heard, we have many more episodes. You can listen to them wherever you get podcasts. If you want to know more about any of these events or places, just go to WRAL.com and search Out and About. Have a fantastic rest of your day,
0: guys.